another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I want to invite you to come meet me in person. I'll be speaking at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium, September 15th through 17th in Scottsdale, Arizona. And you can find out more about it at afterlifestudies.org if you'd like to see who's speaking there and to register. Uh, but it's really is cutting edge information as to what's going on in the world of afterlife communications, proof of the afterlife, and even some end of life care. So really an interesting thing. So today on the show, our guest is Terry Anderson. In 1986, a sudden violent near-death experience left Terry profoundly intuitive, leading to extensive professional training with leading experts around the world in controlled remote viewing, psychic mediumship, and medical intuition. Terry feels she provides accurate past, present, and future readings in any area, and says she's empathetic to the point of being able to see and feel into a person's body, regardless of whether they are present or not, alive or deceased, and what led to their death. She's also able to connect to departed loved ones and provide evidence of who they were in life and convey messages for you and or your loved ones. Her website is terryanderson.com. So I'm very excited to say Terry Anderson, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you, Sandra. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, thrilled. Uh, you were my pen pal on Facebook, and now we're here live together, the magic of yeah. Skype. Yeah. And you're coming today, uh, tonight for, to us from Vancouver Island, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm in Souk right now, visiting with my daughter and her two children. Oh, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the East Coast, the United States, in Massachusetts. And I, oh. uh, yeah, if you do a little remote viewing, you can see all about it. And I'm excited. <laughs> that I really am excited that uh, that's one of the things you're up to, because I don't think we've spoken about remote viewing on the show yet. Okay. So that's a good thing. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, what's your past like? And how did you get into this world of uh, this kind of phenomena? It's very interesting. When I was a child, I was very sensitive to people, places, and things, and nature. And I could see the energy of the mountains and trees and plants and animals. And then when I was 12 years old, my grandfather died. And the next night, he was sitting at the end of my bed. Really? His spirit, yeah. And I, and he was communicating with me. And he and I were very close. He was very kind, very loving, very patient, very calm. And <clears throat> I don't know if he presented himself to anybody else after he died, but he did to me. And so I talked to my grandmother about it. And I was really astonished that I could see him and hear him and feel him. So I just, it's a matter of fact kind of, a, I guess, experience. And then when I was uh, 15 years old, I had a near-death experience where I was very ill and I was dying. And I had a dream that an angel took me up to heaven. And when I came back, the doctors came, um, when I came back to my body from the dream state, the doctors came in the following morning and were astonished because I was well. And they called it a miracle and they let me go. <laughs> so I'm kind of, you know, perplexed about that, still am. And then when I was, let's see, another time, when I was 30 years old, I had this violent near-death experience, and I was out of my body in a spiritual realm, another dimension, with beings who gave me like a life review and information about my future. And when I came back to this body, I wondered why I was back here, because I thought I was dead. And I didn't even know whose body I was in. It felt like whoever I was died and somebody else took over, but in in somebody else's body. <laughs> so, And I had amnesia for about 11 months after the armed robbery assault. I didn't know that I had a husband or two children. Oh, I didn't recognize my. them yeah, or my life. And when I started coming out of amnesia, I realized that I couldn't read, not one word. And I, I realized I had a brain injury. 
I went to an attorney to talk about divorce because I didn't want to be a burden to my husband. And I didn't know my husband. To me, he was a complete stranger, and so were my children. And I didn't know who or even what I was. And so I had to rebuild a new self at the age of 30 with a, a team of professionals, like an army of <laughs> professionals, who helped me over a 10-year period. So I had quite a profound brain injury. And during that period of time, I realized that I was profoundly intuitive. Hmm. Um, I was having a lot of precognitive dreams, which I now understand are the future life review that I had. Some people have a past life review, you know? Yeah. And some people get a look ahead. And I was one of those that got a past life review and a look ahead. And it takes a long time to create all of those images. But they manifest as um, deja vu to the power of 10. Wow. So it's not a simple deja vu. It's like you're pulled in multiple times to each deja vu experience through precognition. So I tested it and then went back to my doctor and told my doctor what happened. And he said, oh, Terry, you've had a near-death experience. So I found the International Association for Near-Death Studies and did lots of research and um after uh, helped run the Vancouver Island Near-Death Experience Association for seven years. Great. Then after that, I found, uh, I went to a conference in the States where my one of my favorite scientists was going to be speaking and Engel Swan was going to be there. And I knew Engel Swan was a great psychic. So I went there and here I found my peers. Wonderful. So this was at the IRVA, which is, stands for International Remote Viewing Association. So I found uh, Lynn Buchanan and started training with him. And uh, just backing up a bit, what led to to training was I had a dream about my brother and his son, and it was a really bad dream about a car accident. And so in the morning, I phoned my sister and asked her for my brother's phone number because I wanted to warn him. And he lived in another city. Um, Anyway, I was hurrying to catch a flight um, to America, and I didn't want to miss my flight, so I didn't phone my brother. Two weeks later, when I came back, I had another dream. I was on a bed with a child, and there was a cloudy brain, and um, let's see. And when I woke up in the morning, I thought, well, this is not a dream. This is a visit with a child, but who is this child? Mm -hmm. And so that afternoon, I was paged to the phone by my sister, who I had uh, told two weeks prior about the other dream. And she said our nephew had been hit by a car that night and was in the Vancouver Children's Hospital in a coma. So we all met at the Vancouver Children's Hospital, and my brother told me what happened to my nephew. And then he took me into the room where this little eight-year-old boy is laying in a coma. And it's the first time I'd ever met him. And I just, I was shocked and I stood and prayed and I, I thought, how, how could I see this child two weeks before? How could I see the accident two weeks before? And then how could I see him? How could my consciousness go through the MRI scan with him and not even know him? Right. And I carried so much guilt uh, for many, many years because I thought, well, if, I, if I'd only phoned my brother, I could have warned him. Right. And so <clears throat> when I found Lynn Buchanan, um, who teaches controlled remote viewing, I asked him, you know, if we see the future, which I do all the time, can we prevent it? And he said, absolutely. And then he took me on a time experiment, forward and backward in time, an intermediate level of controlled remote viewing. And I was able to find or feel myself at the site of the target. And even though this event, this target event happened in the early 50s, I could still feel it happen as if my body was standing there. So 
as if I was actually there going through that event. So when I realized that, then I decided to get fully trained because I thought, well, if I can do this for other people, then I can really help other people. And when I came back from my near-death experience, it felt like I had a mission. And that mission was to help people. And so it has become a way of life for me now in how I use my abilities. I've been trained how to use them on command. And, um, you know, you and I met at Arthur Finley College, which was a life-changing event mm-hmm. for me. Uh, the best tutors in the world, I think. Yes. Uh, really. These, these teachings are just so beautifully taught. So since then, I've had lots of other training with a variety of people and organizations. And currently, I'm <clears throat> I'm training with a physicist in the states to do exact future predictions on exact times and dates. And he tests us every week on it, and it's phenomenal. I mean, it's so accurate and. In the beginning, I thought, well, how could this work? <laughs> yeah. But it does. Mm-hmm. It does, and I, I use it in my readings now. I see car accidents ahead of time. I see cancer in people's body, and they don't even know they have it yet. So, and, and a host of other um, situations. So, you know, using my abilities and all of the training that I've had and continue to get helped or allows me to help others in really deep, meaningful ways. And it feels like quite an honor and a privilege oh, absolutely. to be able to work like this. Sure. Yeah. Terry, can you talk a little bit more about remote viewing, like what it is, and maybe a little bit about how, I mean, I know you can't give us a whole course in an hour about how you you were trained in it, but just a little sense of what it is and, and how... Yeah, sure. it's a new it's a new language that they teach us, which are little diagrams, and they're called ideograms. And okay. for each uh, little stroke of the pencil, it means either water or biological or other things. That then we are given um, a target, which is a set of six numbers, and when we put pen to paper, this image comes out, an uh, an ideogram that we then read and transcribe using our superconscious or non-logical mind. Can you give us an example? And, what you mean? Like, um, was there a picture in an envelope or something? Or um, Oh, yeah, yeah, there's always pictures in envelopes or on the other side of the world in a computer somewhere. Okay. Like, the target could be a person, an event, a place, location. Um, it could be anything in this sealed envelope or in a computer. And... So we are given a set of six numbers and then we have to go and get the information and we do it like using your body as an antenna. Mm-hmm. It's not involving the logical mind, it's involving the superconscious mind or the subtle energy bodies. That much like teaching that we had in Arthur Finley College, but this is a scientifically formatted um, language. And you have to practice it a lot so that it becomes second nature when it comes out of your hand. Um, and with the, you know, you can draw images of the exact picture that's in the sealed envelope or you can describe it to a T. And everybody has different abilities in this field. So they, they like to work with the ones who have, you know, very clear abilities. Yeah, I I'd, yeah. I took one just one course on remote viewing with Russell Targ. Uh, just, oh, nice! Yeah, and and just to explore, you know what what's possible, and mm-hmm. you know the images coming up in my mind, I would have sworn were my imagination. Yeah, and they weren't. It's, yeah, they were. Yeah, you know, it's real. And Russell Targ is one of the greats. Uh, he is a laser physicist. He, because of him, I'm able to see because I was going to lose my sight, and he invented the laser beam. Yes. So, yeah. So anybody who's had eye surgery through laser surgery can thank Russell Targ. 
Yeah, and I remember even his, some of his stories. Uh, when he was a boy, he would know what kind of dog somebody would have or what kind of house they lived in. And so even though he went into um, being physicists and lasers and all that stuff, he never forgot about all that. And so when the time came, mm-hmm. you know, to really start researching it, but it, it it's mind-blowing stuff because one of my um, big passions is, you know, the talking about life after death, you know, it seems too good to be true. But if we can have a little taste of remote viewing and maybe no pictures that are in a magazine before we open the magazine or, you know, d- different ways to um, experiment with it, it, it really leads you to believe I can't just be this body if I can pick up elements of what's on your dining room table in Vancouver Island, you know, those kind of things. Um, and that's how I felt during my near-death experience. Um, when I was out of my body in another dimension with other beings and then coming back to this dimension thinking, wow, I was in another dimension, zipping around at the speed of thought, you know. Yes. And now I'm back in a very heavy body and I have to move this body. It's like gravity here is so heavy. <laughs> and And then having to adapt to having one foot in both worlds you know another dimension in this dimension and then when I one of the readings I did that really um, would be good for the public to hear mm-hmm. is <clears throat> I did a Skype reading for somebody in Hong Kong and he was a naturopath and um, I did a body reading a medical intuitive body reading for him first and he was quite astounded at my accuracy and then I felt a female spirit come through that was departed, and I started choking, and I left the room panicked, absolutely panicked. And when I came back and to the computer and calmed down, I said, it feels to me like you have a daughter in spirit who passed from the neck, and he said, yes. Wow. And then, boom, she was right sitting beside me. Her spirit was sitting beside me communicating to her dad through me, through Skype. And she was saying, Daddy, Daddy, I'm so sorry. It was a mistake. Hmm. And she had taken her own life by the neck. And I felt it. And she relayed all of this information to him about their life together. They lived in different cities when she passed. And he was crying like a baby. It was, you know, really unbelievably difficult um but i could feel her healing even though she's departed right and i could see him heal right in front of me on skype and you know after the session was over and i closed skype i was overwhelmed i just stood and prayed and i thought well how does this work how can i do this should i even be doing this Mm -hmm. but it happened and it made me so deep and so strong, and so, I don't know, insightful, I suppose, that I continued to do it. And in fact, the next day, I was asked to do another reading for a lady I'd never met, and I got the same choking, and I, and I sensed a female spirit, and I said, is your sister passed? And she said, yes, and I said, feels like she's passed from the neck. It's just, yes, she took her own life by the neck. Oh, wow. So, you know, I had two in a row, and the suicides are always very difficult, and the departed spirits that come through are always, they always regret what they did. Hmm. So, and but of course, they don't realize what they've done until it's too late. <laughs> right, right. And Terry, so, how did the media, how did, with the remote viewing class, um, did you also take courses in mediumship? I mean, I know I met you at the Arthur Finley I did, College, but yes. prior yes, to... I did. Okay. I took some mediumship courses through a minister at a spiritualist church on Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. and then through Arthur Finley College, and some um, psychic detective courses through Pam Coronado, who used to be the head of IRVA, the International Remote Viewing Association, for a year. And she's quite a famous psychic detective, so she would send us diagrams of people that were deceased and we or just people and we had to guess whether or not or sense whether or not they were deceased or alive and I got very good marks on that and then she would send us 
or task us at drawing the perpetrator. And so it's like remote viewing. Yeah. This image just comes right out of your hand on when you put pen to paper. And with mine, you could literally put the picture right over the, the actual photo of the person that she would send back to us as, as um, confirmation of our work. And it, it, I was astonished. Of course so you were. I'm astonished. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're merging with deceased energies. And the, and the frequency of that. And our, our hands are able to transmit the frequency of the image automatically to paper. How is that possible? I, I can't even imagine I know. that. Is I that know. training? I know. Intention? Yeah. Oh, all I've of the above? Yeah. I've had a lot of training. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lynn Buchanan, I was, he was so excited when he saw me at the intermediate level. He wanted me to train for world operations, which I did begin. Um, as uh, for or as to lead into joining the guild, he had a guild, and they were all, you know, let's see, military targets, and I wasn't really interested in that. So, at uh, later on down the road, I decided to leave that training. But mm-hmm. you know, the training was phenomenal. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's it's as good as Arthur Finley, but in a totally different way. Yes. It's more scientific based uh, you know with you would have learned that with Russell Targ right uh, yeah. yeah let's if you don't mind we can explore this in different ways because like I said I, we haven't spoken about remote viewing on the show I might have mentioned oh. it somewhere but this is this is uh fascinating that we whoever we are souls having a human experience whatever that is how not only we can tap into another place and see images but we can also go to the past and the future that to mm-hmm. me is um, uh, just absolutely amazing well when i was in another dimension in my near-death experience i realized there is no such thing as time because my, those experiences for me were outside of the time space boundary or the time space dimension or it's hard hard to describe. Super hard to describe, yes. Yeah. But when you're there and then you come back, it's you're so changed. You're so different that, you know, this reality, it changes you. Um, and you have to start thinking in different ways. And your worldview changes. And, you know, it's a whole cascade effect of change. Yeah, you in get... Fact, you're not really who we think we are. You know, we're so much more. We are. We're way more than we think we are. I was uh, describing the armed robbery assault to a neurologist in Vancouver who was teaching other medical professionals. And he says, oh, in a situation like that, where you cannot escape, the blood rushes from your extremities to surround your organs. Hmm. And if you cannot escape, you know, there's a, there's um, adrenaline that rushes from your brain throughout your body. And if you can't escape, you, your body prepares to die. And there's a cascade effect of this hormone, like a death hormone. And at that point, he said, you can focus on everything all at once, past, present, and future. That's the gate. That's the neuropathic gate. But it takes years to integrate all those images. Oh, <laughs> if yeah. If you do survive, yeah. So, and that's where I attribute the seeing, let's see, um, what am I trying to describe here? Um, right. uh Deja vu to the power of 10. Because you've already seen it, you've already experienced it, because you were you had a future review Man. So it's, yeah, yeah. But the future can be changed. Yes, if you can see the future, you can interrupt it. If you can see it, you can interrupt it. Yeah, yeah, you can intervene, you can, I I warn people when I see the future. Some people have come to me as a medical intuitive and asked how long their sick loved one will will live. Wow. You know, I don't like doing those kind of readings, but that's what they want. And I can do that. I can um, 
see by the week, by the month, by the year, on a timeline, which is what, you know, remote viewing teaches you. Let's talk a little bit about the medical stuff, because being a remote right. viewer, you, you have an intuition into people's body. I do. When I'm doing a medical intuitive reading, mm-hmm. I get them to do a quick meditation so that they come out of their head and into their heart beating. Okay. And then I can connect to their body, and I feel everything in their body in my body, as if it was my body. And I can see it, too. Whether they're, living, whether they're there in front of me, or somewhere else on the planet, or dead. That's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and, it's very humbling too. And could you give us an example of like why you would want to do medical intuition? <laughs> well, there was a, there was a gal in Arthur Finley College, um, and she's from Holland. And, I'm, and I did a medical intuitive reading for her after we both uh, finished our course at Arthur Finley College, mm-hmm. back to our homes. And I said, oh, you've got twisted cells in your uterus. I said, you need to see a doctor. She said, no, I feel fine. I said, no, you need to see a doctor. There's nothing. And so a couple of weeks later, she contacted me and said that she had gone to see a, a doctor and specialist, and they found early-stage cancer. Ah. So she was, you know, shocked and happy, you know, all the emotions that you would feel finding cancer yeah but they they operated right away and she was Hmm. and i did for a young lady who wanted to know about her mother's health and i don't know where her mother is on the planet but she wasn't with us during the reading and i said oh your mom's got something wrong with her neck i could feel the pain in my neck and i said has she been tested for hodgkin's disease she said she's got it I want to know how long she's going to live. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, the, I can get that on almost, well, pretty thing. At Arthur Finley College, the same lady that I um, diagnosed with early stage uterine cancer, I did a reading for her at Arthur Finley College where her dad came through, and I could feel how his dad died or how her father died. Mm. In my body. I feel brain aneurysms. I feel cancer anywhere in the body. Heart attacks. I can feel deceased male because it, the, the grief sits different in different places in the heart. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's unresolved grief. And so that when they come for a reading and I find that grief lodged in the heart, I can then get a message and connect them to their departed loved one. And then that grief is moved. Which ultimately is what it's all about. I mean, I think anyone practicing mediumship is is out to serve, as you say, and um, Mm -hmm. and make a difference. And, you know, having those, whether it's unresolved communication or just confirmation that our loved one is with us, is yeah. nothing like it with um, helping men the heart. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing work that we do, and it's an honor and a great privilege, and it's very humbling. You know, it's it's um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, it's miraculous, and it's interesting too. Just you know. Very often, our own suffering and our worst times in our life give us our life's purpose or open our eyes to something new. And just seeing how uh, that armed robbery assault and everything that you went through, um, and now look at you. I mean, you're combining con- controlled remote viewing with your uh, medical intuition, your psychic mediumship, mm-hmm. uh, and very well trained at it to make a just profound difference in so many ways mm-hmm. now maybe a dumb question but there's always somebody who asks well can you pick the numbers for the lottery can you <laughs> you know see that kind well, of stuff I have, 
in the in the beginning, I was working on the lottery, and I did get five numbers out of seven. Wow! <laughs> thought, oh, I should really work at this some more. But um, the physicist, uh, you may have heard of him, um, Marty Rosenblatt. Yes. And yeah, and so I'm working, or well, learning with him to do future predictions. So when my life's not quite so busy <laughs> and I can slow down a little bit, <laughs> then I will start focusing more on that because um, these skills are inter interrelated and they're complementary. And once you figure out how how to read the frequencies of things, then you can apply those skills in different areas in different ways. I I don't even know what that means, but okay. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Oh, read the frequencies okay. of things. Everything is frequency. Yeah, I kind of get I it, but, when but I'm doing... explain that a little bit, because I, I, I get the concept of it, but I don't know if everybody listening Okay, well, is. when you turn on the radio or you turn on the TV and, and you turn the channel, I know how to t- tune in to each channel, whether the person is living or deceased, whether it's cancer, whether it's a bowel disorder, whether it's headaches or, you know, it's all a different frequency. And my body is like an antenna Mm -hmm. that I can read the frequencies. I see it, I feel it, I hear it. You know what? Departed people even touch me. Wow. You know, they talk to me, they show me pictures. It's like a movie sometimes. And so it's uh, it's opened up a whole other d- set of dimensions for me to learn to decode. This whole physical controlled remote viewing and mediumship, where my body is feeling the frequencies and and I I am. My body moves with frequencies and the departed people move my body in ways that then I have to decode what they're trying to say to me. It's kind of like sign language, psychic sign language or reading Braille. You know, it's like it's a different language. It's a language, yeah. Yeah, it's a different communication. So I'm reading and experiencing, hearing and seeing interdimensionally. Are there people that you can't, like say somebody's got a father or grandmother that they really want to connect with, um, are there people that you just, they're on such a different frequency that you're not able to? I haven't had that experience yet. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can't help but think, based on your experience and tying it in with remote viewing that it's all compounded to make you a brilliant uh, uh, medium. I mean, just there's so many faculties at play that you're uh, autopilot probably blending them all to get the results that you're getting. And so you've got your own language that there's probably not another person like you. That could be because people are, I don't know, they send me their reviews. And they're astounded at some of the work I can do, and and my accuracy. I get them to sign a non a non. Let's see, what is that? A disclaimer, because I don't claim, and I never will, that I get a hundred percent accuracy on every detail in every reading, because I'd be you know, superwoman. Oh whatever. yeah, of course, and you're <laughs> human as well, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and nobody's perfect. Uh, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very accurate, and it's um, it's amazing to be able to help people in this way. You know, very meaningful. Sometimes it's very difficult, though. I have to tell you, it forces me to grow very deep and very strong and very broad. <laughs> what do you mean? How come? I think well, I know why. Well, because some but... of the some of the readings, like one of the readings I did, and the, the case has been resolved, so I can talk about it now. But Somebody came to me and, uh, and for a reading, and a departed female came through, showed me her two sons, her, well, two, two young children and her spouse that are living. And this departed female was very upset about this case, <clears throat> and she showed me how she died, and that the person that, that it was a car accident, and that the person was under the influence of either drugs or alcohol or something, mm-hmm. and she was very upset and wanted the case resolved. 
And so <clears throat> at the end of the reading, the lady it was an older lady. She told me what who this woman was that was deceased, and it was an RCMP lady, quite high-profile case, who had been hit by, a, I guess, a drunk or, or drunk driver or somebody under the influence. Anyway, the case has just been resolved in court. I was asked not to talk about it beforehand, but I was so upset. And, and this was her daughter's best friend that was killed. Wow. So, you know, I, I was very upset because this deceased woman showed me her two children and her husband, and, you know, it was pretty close to home. I was nearly murdered. Yes. And I lost my ability to parent. Yeah. And wow. so the grief around that, losing your husband and losing your children, it was too close to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like whoever I was died, and I did lose my ability to parent, and I did lose my husband. So that reading for me was very close to home. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, so I can connect with people on an interesting level and really help them come to terms with, you know, the depth of grief and loss and pain and all those human emotions that we all have in common. Yeah, it makes it such a difference to talk to somebody who's been there and knows and then... For the added benefit, though, of having your uh, mediumship fine-tuned the way it is, I just think is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry, I don't know what to ask you next. What do you want to share? <laughs> Where should I go? Where should we go? I mean, we don't have wow. too much time left, but I'm I'm just kind of struck like, oh, my gosh. You know, I just, I would have... I mean, I just think it's awesome what it is well, you're doing, the difference you're making. And you're so likable and so easy to get along with, you know. Oh, I just remember your smiling you. face, like, hey, I want to be her friend. Um, oh. Yeah, so, I mean, you're somebody who was easy to talk to, you know, and I think that's yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I've been through a lot, and I've had a lot of help to come out the other side. And mm-hmm. uh, someone is pitching a TV show to me. Yeah? So I'll be looking for people that I've never done readings for, and the... Yeah, I've already met with the producer and his writer, and in September we're going to meet again and discuss um, more details about uh, the first episode and who they want to sell it to, to to then hopefully do another 15 episodes for one season. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, seeing things like this, uh, even having some of these conversations we have, just hearing that these things are possible, it, it opens a doorway, which I think people beforehand would just think there's a wall there. It's just not possible. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I was pretty closed-minded. I had no belief in the afterlife and would laugh at people that did, you know, <laughs> think you crazy people. Uh, <laughs> but there's, yeah, I'm not alone there. I mean, I get a lot of people that are just following the same path I've been on. But then all of a sudden to know... There are just so many different people in so many different arenas doing different things. And if it's possible for one, you know, we might not all get the same gift, so to speak. But to Mm -hmm. know that you are not who you think you are, you know, you're just this powerful soul that, you know, there's there's a piece in us. I mean, not a piece you can see but something that can take us out of time and space and be able to look Mm -hmm. back upon it and see a timeline and and it's just incredible yeah it is yeah yeah it really is i at the intermediate or no no at the uh last november i was at rose or let's see this physicist conference Mm -hmm. and he was teaching us how to read the future exact times and days you know and I thought, oh, how is this possible? Right, exactly. He's, 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 yeah, he's, I'm very skeptical. I've been skeptical through my whole training. <laughs> good, yeah, good. <laughs> you know, so I like working with skeptics because, you know, I'm still one. <laughs> yes. But um, uh, so he's, he's offering me six sealed envelopes, and there's two pictures in each envelope. And I'm supposed to pick one, and we're going to do a remote viewing session on that. And then after we've done our session, then we're going to open that one envelope and we have to we have to check our work against one of the two photos and claim one of the two photos and we are remote viewing the future based on what we have drawn and sensed and reported 
and then we wait uh, like an hour or two hours later, and then we get the results of that test, and it is astonishing. And when I first, when I picked the first envelope, I said, well, how can this work? You know, I don't believe this. How could this work? Well, it does. And it's so easy, and it's so exciting. Like, I don't want to stop. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, one little thing that I did that weekend, I was with uh, Russell Targ and, and the group, is he encouraged us all to do our own experiments. And it was mm-hmm. right after my grandmother had passed away. And mm-hmm. I remember I picked up, her, Grammy's favorite magazine was Woman's World. And mm-hmm. I had a copy of that in my bag. And I thought, geez, I, I wonder if I can remote view what pictures are on a certain page of a magazine. So I just had the magazine next to me. I held the intention, what images are on page 29? I can't remember what page number it was. And so I just, you know, following his lead as to, you know, how we did remote viewing, I was just looking for images that came into my mind that weren't normally in my mind. Uh, after quieting my mind for a little while, whatever. Anyways, bottom line is I wrote, I don't know, like 30 different things. Statue of Liberty, Abraham Lincoln, train, butterfly, you know, like jar of honey, you know, <laughs> beach ball, mm-hmm. uh, all this stuff. And so I turned to page 29 thinking I really had it. And, uh, no, not a single one of those images was on page 29. So I thought, uh, forget it. Okay, well, I tried. So then I decided, you know, I was thinking of my grandmother to just read the magazine. And as I started turning the pages, it's like Statue of Liberty, page three, Beach Ball, page oh. six. Most of the images, and of course, some of them were just things that came into my mind. But most of the images mm-hmm. were in that magazine. And I'm thinking, how the heck did my brain in a matter it, it can't be my brain. It's got to be some piece of me, um, mm-hmm. virtual piece of me. Flip through those pages that fast to see all that stuff. And I tell you what, Terry, I was like, I, I really got it that there's no way I could just be Sandra Champlain flesh and bones. Like there, there's just mm-hmm. no way if that's yeah. possible. Yeah. If that's possible. And anybody listening right now, in my book, We Don't Die, um, if you want to have a free read of it, there's a couple pages that I talk about remote viewing, um, mm-hmm. which I think you'll find interesting. But if you go to wedontdieradio.com, and there's a okay. thing there that says, click on the Insiders Club, you know, and I do ask for your name and email address, but I don't spam you, I promise. But you can actually okay. download, it says just the first chapter, but it's the whole thing. And if you just type in remote viewing, um, it's that woman's world experience and a couple other things about remote viewing. But, um, yeah, we are not, <laughs> we are so much more than we think we are. Yeah, and- we've been dumbed down and we have not been educated in, in the traditional schooling yeah. um, about what it, our interdimensional selves. Oh, interdimensional selves. And that's what we are. Mm-hmm. Right? If we we're really are. To, yeah, to to speak with people that are no longer in this earth plane and, and all of that. Oh, yeah. Terry, this is good stuff. So let's find out a little bit about you. Are you somebody who um, works with clients? Can people contact you for a medium reading, you know, that kind of stuff? Yes, I. Uh, that's what I do. That's um, what you do. www.terry, T-E-R-R-Y, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N.com. Very good. So it's terryanderson.com, and they can register for a reading. I do Skype readings, readings in person if they're on Vancouver Island, by phone, um, private group meetings, corporate meetings. I I did a reading for somebody who owns a mine uh, the other day, and uh, prior, uh, somebody who owns a a medical research uh, corporation, and they're they were researching uh, cures for breast cancer. Yeah, wow. And so I was doing a corporate um, uh, reading for them on for, uh, controlled remote viewing, which are different costs than just a regular psychic medium reading. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, and I just need a little bit of advanced uh, notification, and I send them a prep sheet so that they know what to expect during the reading. And then I also have um, additional resources that I send them after the reading, 
which are very supportive and very insightful. And I've been um, combining a list of resources for about a year now, so it's quite extensive. Mm, what kind of resources for, like, what would people... Well, they are, um, one of them is a, a link to a, a book written by Bill Guggenheim called um, After-Death Communication, or no, Hello from Hello Heaven, from heaven yeah. about After-Death Communication, it's a classic. Yeah, I spoke with him and on this show link. several what? episodes ago, he was on this show oh, se- good. several episodes ago, I can't remember the number, Good. But oh nice yeah. man. Yeah. That's a, a great read, and he has a YouTube um, video about mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. so that's a very helpful book that I refer to a lot of my um, of the people that come and see me. Excellent, because it's very comforting. Yeah, you know? really helps people understand how it is the other the people on the other side communicate with us in all these various ways. So I'm very thankful for his work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, some of the other things are uh, like diet and nutrition, if they have, um, you know, if I can sense there's something going on with them, I can see whether or not they're allergic to certain foods. And I have links to people who specialize in love relationships and a whole host of other issues that I just keep um, combining into this additional resource page. Yeah, that's fantastic because you really can, when you tap into somebody, um, if you're picking up on those things, you know, it's yeah, great to tell them, but then it's like, what do I do with this information? You yeah. know, so, okay, if yeah. you're grieving, you've had a loss, turn here. If this is what's going on, you know, over here, you know, uh, <laughs> that's really, it's really wonderful. And the underlying, um, common denominator word about everything you're doing is service and terry mm-hmm. i know when we make our lives about serving others and making a difference um gosh we get i feel like we get flooded with good stuff um we do <laughs> yeah There's nothing more satisfying Ooh, i've got some um some interesting people that uh want me to be on their show and, and it can really propel this show Big time. And I thought, how the heck did that show up in my life? It's like, well, yeah. And it's so, I I don't think um, any of us are alone. I think there's a team of people saying, hey, Sandra's ready for this. (laughs) (laughs) She's got nothing evidence. Let's work with her. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and that we're all joining arms uh, for the same reason. Everybody was like Mm -hmm. a little bit different take on things you know which is fine Mm -hmm. you know we all Mm -hmm. have different interests but there's always something that resonates to someone you know Mm -hmm. and uh, this might be the episode that people are like i've never heard of remote viewing what is that let me find out more about that or Mm -hmm. you know or uh, whatever that may be and Mm -hmm. we get enough people really getting that we're not just this skin and bones that we think Mm -hmm. we are you know it makes it a whole different kind of living it sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. Because then all my energies, my thoughts, my intentions are, how can I help this situation? How can I help this person? That's It's automatic. Yeah. How, how can I have the most positive influence here? Mm-hmm. And then can we? Can I send that influence across the other person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother Teresa, I don't remember what the quote was, but it was just something about, it was a prayer, just let every person that kind of that comes into my path leave uh better and happier because they spent or that I was able to serve them it, it's something along those lines but just to really have that intent of how can I make a difference not an ego based thing mm-hmm. but just a genuine yeah. genuine to care for another human being because you know people might look different than us and they might have different jobs uh they might have different social status or wealth or whatever but Looking at them, you know, every person you look at is just another you (laughs) with the fears and hopes and dreams and heartache. And, uh, you know, the day that I realized that, you know, a lot of my fear of people went away. And um, it's just been a really good quality of life, you know, really being able to have more friends and be open. You know, in this thing we call the human condition. Yeah. Yeah, and to meet them there, and and even my relationship to animals has changed, and plants and nature wow. has changed. Oh yeah, wow, 
Well, Terry, any closing words before we uh, some wrap this up? Well, I wanted to thank you, Sandra. <laughs> it was a pleasure meeting you at Arthur Finley College. Yeah. Thank you for uh, agreeing to interview. Sure. Me, and uh, I wish you well with the opportunity that's coming into your um, future here mm. with what you've mentioned. And I get to bring and, you with uh, me because it's you know okay. I get to promote I get to promote this show on a big scale and uh, with that you know reach a whole bigger audience is the bottom line. And, oh wow! Yeah, so somebody well, might be interested you, in this and yeah, and it's great. It's really it really is <laughs> great. You know, I'm just a gal sitting at home calling people on Skype, recording them, putting them out in cyber world, and meanwhile there's thousands of people <laughs> listening so thank you people that are listening i know you know there's just a lot of people single people one at a time and you really do put your life into this and i know not every episode is maybe what you expect but i do always ask that uh you look for the gold in every conversation um whether you agree with a guest or not you, you look for some commonalities things that resonate with you because it is your journey Terry can't uh-huh. tell you how it's going to go. Well, maybe she can, but uh, you know, but it, it, you know what I'm saying. It, it is all our personal journeys, and for us to find the truth, and it doesn't matter uh, if you're 19 or if you're 99 years old listening. I mean, it's 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 never too late, and this is this is the good stuff, really, truly. Well, Terry, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Take good care. Wait, don't hang up just yet. I'm going to say bye to everybody. Okay. Um, Well, you can, but that would be rude. Ha, ha, ha. No, just kidding. Anyways, uh, everyone, I want to thank you, our listener, for taking the time to listen. And uh, under any of these episodes, if you listen on YouTube, in the descriptions, I have links to our guests, to their website, to... um, uh, yeah, just every everything you need, and feel free to go back to We Don't Die Radio for all the past episodes because there are over 180 of them. And if you're on Facebook, you can go to We Don't type in We Don't Die listeners and join a very tight community of people that you can talk to about this stuff. And if you're free in September, um, please visit us. Come to um, the symposium. Go to AfterlifeStudies.org to check it out. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio, and I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on Earth is important. So I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.